to these chats. Uh, oh yeah, no, I which, know. It, it usually starts with a conversation, and then you're like, "Hey, yo, show started." Hey, show started, everybody! Uh, <laughs> surprise. That was never intentional. Uh, I think my early ones, I actually tried my dangus to to have them sound good and uh, have some type of formula. And like, I know early on, I think I wove songs in, as you commented on how I hadn't really done too much music playing. And that's because the recent ones have kind of strayed so far off the path. Oh yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I was gonna say we can talk about beans this week if you want. That was such a wild <laughs> thing to me. Uh, I loved it the whole time it was happening. I was like, this has to end, and it just kept going and going and going. So I enjoyed it. It, it got me through the power outage. I was I was listening to the, the podcast and cleaning, so I was so, like, oh, dude, flying raccoon suit. Shout out. Just lots of beans. Lots of beans. And now they've added a, a bean stretch goal to their Kickstarter. And I feel partially <laughs> responsible. Uh, obviously, they had a bean fetish of some kind oh, yeah. before I came into uh, the picture, so to speak. But man. I think you just helped that bean grow. Man, so many beans. Oh. Uh, uh, but we're we're not here to talk about beans today. No, uh, we got to keep this this mixed up. So you and I both. Well, first of all, who are you, Anthony? Why are you oh. here? Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm definitely not here to talk about beans. That's already been done. But uh, I mean, I'm Anthony Rondina. I'm uh, the bass player for the Guilty Parties. Uh, I always like to tell people I was in Half Past Two. Because uh, they're really cool, and if I didn't move to Texas, I hope I would still be in the band, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm, uh, I guess today I'm representing uh, Messiah's Complex, which is yes. uh, a side project that uh, uh, me and some friends are working on, and it's highly secretive. Um, I don't know why it just is. So uh, I'll, I'll spill some of the beans. Uh, we're talking about beans, I guess. Um, it's, it's going to have, uh, obviously me, um, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a suburban legend or, or two, uh, on the recording and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, uh, it's a pretty cool project that I'm excited to officially announce at some point sometime soon ish question mark. So I'm, I'm very bad at, uh, recognizing vocalist in particular for some reason, which I hate. Um, and I, you shared one of the songs with me, which I, I will play at some point, maybe right now, maybe not. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see how the edit goes. But uh, is, is the vocalist a suburban legend? No, uh, oh, the vocalist I, is not a suburban would legend. Would I recognize I, them? Are they from I, something else? They they are. I don't know if you would recognize them. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to say you. Won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't 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 tell me because then when oh, I find okay. out, I'll be like, "Wow!" Either okay, I didn't know them, or "Wow, you should have known that." Yet you tell me because it's uh, I don't know. It's a very familiar sounding. Yeah, well, I, I will. I'll give you a hint, and I'll say that uh, our vocalist is in like two ska adjacent bands. Uh, okay. Some bands with some ska songs. Um, 
and then everyone is from Southern California. Uh, right. That's so. in the band. So there, there's your hint. It's two ska there. adjacent bands. Ooh. All right. And that's a lot. It's not a lot to go on either, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two Scott adjacent bands in Southern California. It could be good. good yeah, luck. almost anyone from Southern California at that point. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's great. So when when you first mentioned Messiah's Complex to me, I got extremely excited about it just due to the name. Uh, we are both. I hope this is fair to say for yourself, but uh, very big X Men fans. Oh yeah, I mean, um, you're, the listeners can't see it, but I'm wearing an Xavier Institute uh, hoodie right now, and it's just because it's my favorite hoodie. Uh, so, if I had such a hoodie, it would be my favorite hoodie. I had a Letterman jacket from Xavier's, and uh, it was even though I ordered it a size bigger than what I wear, assuming it was going to come from Asia, oh, yeah. it is still way too small. So it just sits in my my closet and every now and then I stare at it. I'm like, oh. I did that. I, I custom ordered a, a I was Wolverine for Halloween maybe nine years ago, ten years ago, no, actually probably eleven years ago. Oh my god. And I had ordered the jacket from the the Wolverine a movie, the leather jacket with the stripes and everything, and I was like, Oh, this is so cool and I and you know, I was a little more fit at the time and I was like, Oh, this these are my measurements, like I've got it. I put it on and I was like, I can't zip this thing up. Like this is, I spent like $180 on a custom leather jacket and I can't zip it up. Yeah. I I think I could zip mine up when I first got it, but my arms were like, (laughs) I couldn't move. It could zip. Maybe it was probably halfway up and that was it. No range of motion whatsoever. I was like, this this is amazing. It did come with a little X-Men pin as well of the Xavier uh, insignia. So I was like, that's cool. I've got that. I don't remember that's, what I, what I paid for it. But. Yeah. I, I, that $180 really stung. Uh, it was my uh, first year teaching. So, uh, Oh, you know, it was like my first real paychecks. And I was like, yes, money. And then I was like, oh, I'm spending it on this because that's what, uh, that's what a nerd would do. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's an expensive, expensive, uh, hobby. Yeah, very, very much so. But uh, yeah, anyway, Messiah's Complex is named after of Messiah Complex, which obviously is an actual complex people have uh, yes. in psychology. But there's also an X-Men uh, crossover events from the, the 2010s. You know, I actually have it. I think it's I, actually longer. I have it pulled up because I was it, rereading in anticipation of the show. I think it was... 2004 2005 but it, it feels so was modern. it that old yes 2004 2000 it, it wait I'm, I'm it so does confused. it's i'm using uh marvel ultimate the app and it says x-men from oh it's x-men 2004 so it's 2007 2007 2008 okay that's still that's a lot older than i thought it was uh, and it was weird because I just reread it as well. Uh, as as I told you in some of our messages, it's one of my favorite X-Men storylines. And uh, I was excited to see how it held up. And I swore it was so m- much more recent than it actually is. Because uh, those were those were the dark days of the X-Men 
for people who don't know kind of the early 2000s yeah uh, it once, is rough <clears throat> once uh the grant morrison new x-men run kind of ended it was shit uh the the bad man most fans don't speak of took over for like two years i think yeah, it was it, it was it was bad it was so bad and, and i have the unique experiences i actually went and i i started a, in the chris claremont days and i just read everything in like the period of a year and a half so i got the great i, I got the 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 highs and 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 some of the lows and then that dark time hit and i was like what is this? like what am i doing like why am i wasting my time with this but uh you know i think Mascaya who messiah complex really <laughs> was like the hey we're gonna get like the the new x-men and 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 the old x-men and, and we're just gonna we're gonna flip everything on its head and we're gonna you know, get everyone together and it, it, it holds up very, very well. It was uh right when, and I always say his name wrong, uh, but it, it was when Ed Browbreaker, is that right? Browbreaker? Um, I, I, I have no idea. But it was yeah. right when, when he took over where it, it kind of started building up some steam again. And obviously he's a very celebrated comic book author whose name I don't know uh, <laughs> how to say, yeah. but he did some cool stuff. He shook the team up. Uh, Messiah Complex was the first big crossover they did. Obviously, like Peter David was right next factor again, which I absolutely adore his runs on X Factor. Uh, some of yeah, my, my favorite. It seems like. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, some of my favorite bits from Messiah Complex are the X Factor stuff. Uh, with like Jamie Madrox. And Layla Madrax. Oh yeah, just uh, love them. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool because even jumping in now, and it's been a couple years since I've read it, just seeing kind of you know everything unfold again. I'm like, oh yeah, like this is this is prime here. This isn't just like an emergence from from a low point. Like this is just good writing, and uh, you know. I guess when I started getting back into comic books, I was only reading events because, you know, I got a, a subscription, like a free subscription to unlimited for like 30 days. And I was like, okay, like what's the big comic event? Civil war. I read civil war. Um, I went back and then was kind of looking through things. And I was like, what's this? Like, what's this? What's this? There, oh, there's house of M there's this, there's that. And I went back and, and read all that. And I was like, okay, I'm starting from the beginning and I'm just going to, rock through this whole thing because you know my frame of reference for x-men was the animated series for so long like i was subscribed to fantastic four and spider-man in elementary school but it was you know mid to late 90s ben riley spider-man so you know there was and then heroes reborn so it's not like i came in at the right Uh, time they're bringing that back i don't know if you follow uh the current goings on, but I was kind of surprised a week ago where I saw something about heroes, uh, reborn. I was like, Oh, they're talking about this again. Obviously like nineties nostalgias, all the rage. It's like, no, 2020 they're revisiting uh, heroes reborn. I'm like, Why? Yeah. That sounds like a bad and, time. Uh, like miles Morales, Spider-Man's going to have a clone saga. And like I love the Clone Saga. I'm I'm a total outlier. It was so 
needlessly like long. Oh yeah, and, and like you can handed, totally tell but... they they didn't want like there's no way they they wanted to go back to have Peter Parker be the real um, yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure there was outrage, and they were like, oh yeah, no, no, like Kane, and there, there's faking, and you know. <sighs> It was bad. I, I I read that most recently. I went back to the beginning of Spider Man, and I had to stop at some point in the '90s and just say, "All right, like, when does this end? Uh, I, I'm going to pick up on the next storyline." I don't remember what the next storyline was. At, I mean, I do. It was Ben Riley Spider Man, and it lasted all of, I think, a year, maybe. Yeah. But, um, uh, I mean, the the haircut was cool. Like that's. I I actually really like the sensational Spider-Man costume. I thought it was a good design. Uh, I surprised it. It came back with uh, the Amazing Spider-Girl, Mayday Parker. Yeah, who's the thing? Uh, which I also loved. I'm just a big comic nerd. Spider-Man, X-Men, Fantastic Four. Those are my. Yeah, my, that, my, that was, my that's jams. my. I was gonna say like I love Fantastic Four with all my heart, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna you know, run for the classics and, and people don't realize those those classic comics, like you're reading paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. Like uh, you know, reading modern comics, there's a lot more visual storytelling. Like classic comics that like, you know, Storm every episode every episode, every issue was telling you, Yep, I'm gonna fill this room with pea soup fog and blah and it was like you you were reading a lot. They were dense. Uh, yeah, everyone always had to explain what their power was. Yes. Like the first time they used it in an issue. Uh, there, there were no rec- I miss the recap pages because those don't even exist uh, in modern comics so much. It's just blended into the story, which I think is very... It just takes you out of what's happening. Oh yeah, and I get it's for people who are are gonna you know miss issues and whatnot. But I, I imagine much of the fan base that's not a thing anymore. They're in it for everything, and they'll read it one way or the other. But exactly, especially like uh, some people will wait <laughs> and, and get like an omnibus edition, and it'll be you know it'll be all there. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm all about. I know you said you mostly read the unlimited stuff now. I'm uh, I I go through phases of my life where I'm individual issues and then very trade or omnibus focused and i'm on that um, uh trade slash omnibus phase right now i mean that's how i read fables i'm looking at them right now um that's why such, I, a, oh, such a good series too it is amazing and i i got into it because of the wolf among us video game and i just happened to buy all of the deluxe editions and apparently they're worth a lot now but they're not going anywhere they're staying on the yeah, shelf no as they as they should yeah, they're they're incredible. Um, but I mean, like that's one reason why I bought book one of Saga, and I was like, oh yeah, this <sighs> this is awesome. And then I bought book two, and I was like, oh, book three is not that's this isn't. I'm I'm too close to the to the sun here. This is current stuff. I don't, so I haven't even opened that. I'm like, I'm just gonna wait. Saga. And I, I did that with Walking Dead. I think Saga's on hiatus at the moment, and they that's have what I, nine that's volumes, what I, I believe. I'm a few behind, but like, I love Brian K. Vaughn just because of uh, Why the Last Man, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fantastic series if you haven't 
read that. I, I haven't. No, I, uh, I've, I'm mostly like a superhero reader, so I, I started branching out just based on on um, recommendations. That's that's very much how I was. Uh, and anything non Marvel was trash to me for years. <laughs> just you, you know, you have to pick a side. And uh, I've gotten over that a little bit. I enjoy DC things. Like, Animal Man's amazing to me. Uh, one of my favorite characters. But yeah, Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughn is such a well-written, like, heartfelt story that uh, it, its ending just messed me up. And I still think about... And, you know, he uh, obviously has uh, Saga. And I know a lot of people recommend... Uh, paper girls is another one he's doing which i know very little i honestly thought it was just about like girl newspaper deliveries but it's some whole like sci-fi weird stuff going on and i was like i'll check it out eventually and yeah usually not a lot of papers uh, news or otherwise in uh, (laughs) futuristic sci-fi yeah exactly so it's not what my takeaway would have been from that title, but uh, again, kind of, I I fell out for a couple years altogether. Uh, it was is actually oddly like right when Brian Michael Bendis left Marvel. It's kind of like I'm done with comics for a while, and now yeah, I, I mean I, I can see that. I played catch up. Uh, yeah. And there's so much. I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. No, no, there's just so much to catch up on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, I I didn't know about the Ultimate Universe. And my friend Kevin, who's a a fellow teacher, he he was telling me all about it. And um, I'm like a a spoiler. Like, I I hate spoilers. Like, I'll die if I see a movie trailer. Like, I'm like, I I just caught up with WandaVision. And I hadn't, I had only seen like two promotional images and I'm like too much, too much. I'm like media blackout. So like I had no, no idea what was going on in the ultimate universe. And he told me one thing and I was like, dude, like, please, please don't. And he's like, I'm going to tell you more if you don't read it. So I read the entirety of it, every issue from first to last of every um, ultimate universe uh, comic. And uh, it was worth it. That was cool. That Ultimate, was amazing. Ultimate Spider-Man was such a good series. It was uh, so good. Like the the death of Spider-Man was handled so extremely well, I thought, and it's it mostly stuck. Oh yeah. Uh and just like Miles Morales obviously became a whole huge thing on his own. Which I And I'm, deservedly so. I think I think it's Oh, absolutely. It's a fresh spin on, on everything, uh, pun intended. With the, it's you know, a ho, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but I mean, more importantly, he's a cool character, and his abilities are just different enough to where it you know it justifies having a new character. And uh, I mean, even when it comes down to the video game, like uh, you know, he just plays different. Like it's he's his own person despite being Spider Man. Absolutely, and I. You know, I again going back to the Clone Saga. Uh, younger me, as cool as I thought the Clone Saga was, I was like, "There's no reason to have multiple Spider-Men. This is unnecessary." And now there's, you know, Miles is running around, and there's there's Spider Gwen slash Ghost Spider, and the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider, and the the Kane Scarlet Spider, and the Spider Verse is a whole thing. 
Oh yeah. Like I'm excited to get That's... to those. Like I haven't, I haven't reached those in the comics, but like, you know, even just the, I mean, the Spider-Verse movie, like that had no business being amazing. Uh, it's one of the best comic book movies I feel ever. Just like visually. Agreed. It's amazing. Uh, I could just sit there and watch the background in silence. Uh, it's just so incredible what they were able to do with that. Uh, and it's a complete shock that no other comic book movie, animated movie, like you, the, I don't know if you've watched any of the DC animated movies. Obviously they're not the same budget, mm-hmm. but they feel so like slapdash. It's like the last season of the X-Men animated series. <laughs> uh, not quite that bad. Cause that was, Atrocious. That's so framey. Like just but, going back and watching it, like like just animation, voices, every. I was like, what? They like did half frames to make it cheaper. I read somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I just got a history of the animated series for my birthday that I'm excited. I saw that. that to was, uh, to read through. Uh, I told my girlfriend about it like at Christmas, and I forgot it existed completely. So. She was like, I bought you too much at Christmas and held on to it. I was like, well, I'm happy you did. <laughs> it was it was perfect timing for today. Uh, so, yeah, looking through it, too, I was like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. I remember what the heck is this? So I'm excited <laughs> to read it and then actually go back and, and make it through the series. Uh, yeah, I actually started watching it with my daughter. Um and she doesn't care about it. She's four. She just, you know, she's like, whatever. There's some X-Men. Here you go. Nerd dad. <laughs> but, um, th- that, that show, like the animation doesn't hold up, but I'm like, you guys are telling serious, like real stories. Uh, and this is a, th- I watched this show after school, you know, I was like, this is, this is a, this is a hell of a show. It's, wild because like as a kid i never thought about the whole syndicated like nature of the show itself it was just oh it's a new episode of this cartoon and you know i uh, i consume tons of of uh just cartoons back stuff like you know the the tick and uh like darkwing duck ducktales all that stuff that still had a, a larger story in a sense but none of it was connected and i didn't realize how important it was to like see episodes in order and pay attention to little details. Now going back and watching them, just binging them essentially. I'm like, Oh, this, this all ties to that. And they mentioned this really small thing that happened an episode ago. And it's so much like modern TV. Now it's just absolutely wild. And like X-Men did it well. And then, you know, it's contemporary. The Spider-Man series had like 27 episode arcs of a single storyline. That's just like, just calm, calm down. I think the Phoenix saga was like 13 episodes in X-Men, which seems pretty large, but yeah. I mean like, you know, but when you compare it to the comics, you're like, Oh yeah, no 13. I mean, it's still, I don't know if I haven't read anything post 2015 because I got to the point where I was like, I have no idea what's happening in the rest of the universe. And I really want to know, like I hadn't gotten to secret wars and I was like, Oh, before I do that, I need to read the original and I need to read Spider-Man and I need to do this. and and that. Yeah, I know. I have, I, I like to do things the most difficult way possible. 
basically. That's I can respect that because that's me in most things. Uh, luckily, X Men I'd always kept up on, so I kind of knew the wider mm-hmm. range of what was going on, and uh, even like obviously stuff changed so quickly to where they were trying to revitalize it. I I think the Bendis run was thirteen to fifteen. So is that probably where you stopped? I think I think I stopped at the end of that run. That that makes sense. It was like a it was a natural conclusion. So like that all, you know, set stuff up and then they I don't want to say it was the dark days part two, but things mm. looked pretty pretty spicy, like they were such an afterthought. And I don't want to uh, spoil was... anything to you for you. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> were they, it, were they kind of just de-emphasized in, in so much as like Marvel was like, hey, we're going to focus on on our core properties that we own the so movie Mar- rights to. You know, Marvel really tried to push the Inhumans as a thing, which makes sense. Like, they are very similar to the X-Men mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Uh, but just nobody really cared. Miss Marvel caught on, which she's oh, a fantastic uh- character, Kamala Khan. Oh yeah, and I actually started the Avengers game, and I'm like, oh dude, I love uh, Kamala Khan. And then I'm like, all right, PS5 version's coming out in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, I mean now now it is. It's now it is. I think it's March so. 18th. Yeah, 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 exactly so like, a, a month. So yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll just wait for that. But she's so endearing. Like she's she's what we were as kids, you know, writing fan fiction and. And just being a fan of superheroes and, and nerding out about it, and uh, you know, she's completely relatable in in this in that sense. So yeah, and even now, like to think that she's been around for a decade, which seems is crazy str- to me, so bizarre. Uh, maybe not quite. No, it's probably it's been a decade. Yeah, it sounds about right. But it's it's like same thing with Miles Morales. Like he still feels so new and and fresh. But he's you know he's had a movie. He's got a video game. Uh, it's wild. And then there's uh, you know still there's so many X Men characters out there <laughs> who have not been featured in anything or have been done extremely dirty. And uh, one one thing I I wanted to ask you I've got two X Men related questions go, in particular. Go, you can give me uh, one so, too. I'm, I'm oh, ready. So there's there's two that I actually thought about myself and had talking points ready for. Uh, and I have some Messiah complex related things, but sure. one, what's what's your favorite X team if you had to pick a specific era, and it doesn't need to be uh like anything they did in particular in the series just like team makeup i i'm gonna go with the arrival of kitty pride as an x-men that's that's what early to mid 80s that's uh i think it was 81 something like that yeah i mean like just the fact that she was like i mean i'm i'm a i'm a teacher and like she's about the age of kids that i teach so it's like they wrote her so well and as so much as like the way, you know, she wants to belong, but you know, how she's insecure and how she gets herself in trouble. And, and, you know, like when she first has that big crush on Colossus, um, 
it's like she's she's so real and the team is out protecting her but also having to rely on her um i think like a standout issue is like um uncanny x-men 143 um that's the i think the christmas one where she's by herself yeah against the the and great demon or yes yeah yeah i'm glad you tried to say that yeah 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 i got you (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that that i think was that's where she became an x-men because she was able to handle that by herself uh but i mean like just the relationships between everyone like you felt the love between her and uh, you know aurora and um just just the way the team gelled um that's that's my favorite era, and it's kind of the cartoon lineup minus like Jubilee, but I think that's just a testament to how well everything was written. I, I've loved other teams, obviously. Like, I'll tell you, the worst team is like, you know, Doctor Cecilia Reyes and Maggot. Oh, the nineties, yeah, yeah. <laughs> late nineties. It's it's weird. I was like, what what happened? Like, did you guys lose the rights? Like, what what's going on? You didn't even leave like. A, a stable core you just left nobody's yeah yeah they did uh they still weren't as bad as what things became <laughs> no I, I don't like the guthrie centric uh x-men That's, nothing I, against the guthries but so i love new mutants is one of my favorite if not my so favorite I, comic I like series Sam. ever uh and like generation x uh, that came out when I like had just become a teenager, so <laughs> I was all about that. But that lineup and just the stories they told, I did not care. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, just all of it, all the the Austin era, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate because like that's when Claremont was writing Extreme X Men, which was such a, a cool. Just the the team lineup was wild because it was old and new characters hunting down the Destiny Diaries. They had like a clear mission. Uh, it, it was cohesive, and Austin was just there ruining everything with <laughs> Juggernaut and Squid Boy and Nightcrawler's a demon. And yeah, just, um, but the one thing yeah. I did like about Nightcrawler's like demon phase is like he he went into those those pirate things when he was in heaven. Uh, oh, so that was Jason Aaron, and that was amazing. Okay. Ama- yeah, I was gonna say like I was cool. With no that. pun. Amazing X Men uh, <laughs> was a great series. They brought Firestar on, which was very short lived, but I was all about that. Uh, you had such a good answer. <laughs> uh, well, what what would yours be then? So my and you can't steal mine. No, I I won't. I have an answer. Uh, my favorite era of X-Men is the Outback era from like the, the late yes. 80s. Just because it's got Dazzler. I love Dazzler, first of all. But it's Dazzler, Havoc, Rogue, Storm, Colossus, Longshot, Wolverine, and uh, not yet Asian Psylocke. Yes. Oh, gee, like Betsy that. Braddock. Uh, and I love her little, you know, her butterfly thing that she always had going on when she was showing off her psychic abilities. Yeah. And like it gateway, I guess could be called a uh, auxiliary member, but it was just such a wild lineup. 
It was, and it was cool though. I mean, them fighting the Marauders and and like presumed dead, like that's kind of how I hope. And I mean, not to steal your answer here, but I kind of hope that they take that approach when they eventually get into the MCU. They're kind of like a like a mysterious team that's hiding out and popping in, you know, doing their thing and popping out. I would love that. I have uh, t- two two prevailing theories for how they can do it in the MCU. Uh, one is that they were kind of that they've been here all along and uh, mm-hmm. it's been professor X and other telepaths kind of swaying people from, from noticing. Okay. I like that. Um, my second super wild theory, which you said you're all caught up on WandaVision, not yes. really WandaVision spoilers. Uh, if you ever read house of M. Yes. A book that came out in like 2000 in, four uh, probably earlier is that we're actually the whole mcu is like the house of m uh but rather than making mutants the ruling class she just got rid of all the mutants so they couldn't be persecuted uh which is why her and quicksilver had the infinity stone origins rather than being mutants and uh, it's it makes very little sense. It's like every episode of WandaVision kind of chips away from my my theories on things. But <laughs> yeah, but when Pietro showed up, and I was like, "You're you're you're my Pietro. You're not yeah. garbage, Pietro. You're like you're 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 Quicksilver from the X Men. This is amazing." Yeah, I freaked out and I just kept yelling "what" at my girlfriend. She's like, <laughs> I don't understand. I was like, "It's the guy from the thing. It's it's him." Oh yeah, I turned to my wife and and she's like, she's like, "That's the one from the X movies." And I was like, "Yes." And she was like, "Isn't he like a douchebag?" And I was like, "No, you're thinking of Pyro. Like, that was Pyro who, who left it." Yeah, but I was like, I was like, "No, he's like, you know, he runs around and does funny things and you know with with the guards." And she's like, "Oh yeah, no." He's a, so that was cool. He's the one. Has, if you've seen any movie or TV show where somebody has super speed in like the last <laughs> ten years, they're doing what he did. Oh, yeah. uh, in uh, what days of the future past? Yeah, God, man, those. You know, I I still love those X Men movies. I, I went back and watched one, and it does not hold up as well as you think. But two is still amazing, and I still love the. Um, the, the modern uh, take, and I don't think Dark Phoenix is as awful as everyone says it is, but it's, you know. I have yet to watch it. I like I've, the cast I've so much. N- not that... brought myself. I like the young <laughs> X-Men. Like, Apocalypse, yes. other than, like, there's something about all the movies that obviously have to downplay mm-hmm. certain aspects of the, the villain. But, like, nothing Apocalypse did other than survival, like, his whole... <laughs> Only the strong will survive felt like apocalypse. Like he's yeah. siphoning pot. Like what's happening? Uh, he was like and, a super adaptoid. So, yeah. And he just looked <laughs> so bad. Like, yeah, he just looked like uh, what, like fish lips from Dick Tracy, like, or whatever that guy's <laughs> oh name God, was. He did. And I was like, Oh my God, like this isn't, this isn't right. He looks cheesy. Oh. Like, apocalypse is supposed to be like, like a big bad, you know? And he just kind of looked. Yeah. Uh, awkward he did and it also bugged me that they just were like we need more known characters in this film so let's uh psylocke's uh 
a horseman and uh, yeah. Storm and, uh, you know, Magneto needs to be in here somehow. So let's, he's one, which was fine. I mean, if you ask me to name well-known horsemen, they're all X-Men characters. Yeah, uh, but, you know, it, like, it would have been, it could have been something, something better. But I think that was just their, their Hail Mary and if, just trying to say like, hey, look, this is big and boisterous. And like, look, we brought everyone together, too. We're, we're also a Marvel movie. If if they had set up like Angel in yes. the uh in Days of the Future Past as more of a thing, his uh transformation to Archangel would have been way more meaningful and just Yeah, this and he wasn't even blue. Yeah. Like he, he Come on. Like Come when on. People, when people become horsemen they change colors. They like change Gambit colors. changed his whole yeah, color Gambit scheme. Gambit was grey for some reason. Yeah. Uh Sunfire became Age of Apocalypse Sunfire. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine, I think, had like black skin when he was death for like like a hot second. Yeah. Um, Oh, X-Men. So, uh, God, that movie. I do need to watch Dark Phoenix. It's just X-Men 3, like, (sighs) goobered it up real good. The first time around. Oh, yeah. I uh, I was just too worried. I was like, they're trying to cram this huge storyline into a single film, which is not possible. Uh, no. If Disney ever tries to do it with the MCU, it's got to be like a Disney Plus series. Of and I, I'm especially with the high bar that WandaVision set. I'm like, hey, dude, if you want to do X-Men as the Disney Plus series... I'm okay with that. Uh, that's my my dream. Yeah, but that's I, I think the the name has too much cachet. They're they're gonna make it a movie series. So the thing I I would love for Disney Plus to do if they took one X property, actually, all right, let me ask you that: if they take one X property, Ooh. one character property, whatever, and did a show of it, that is feasible to your point that they're not going to take a big, like money making thing and just throw it up on Disney Plus. What would it be? All right, I'm going to give you the the uh, the funny answer first and say Excalibur, and then um, you know people will will laugh, and after that, most people will say, "What is that?" But the real answer, which will never happen, would be X Force. That would be the perfect show to to make it, uh, you know, eight episode arc or something like that. Did I say X Factor? I meant X Force. You said X Force. Okay, cool. So, which X Force? Um, the Deadpool Wolverine. Um, oh, okay. So, Uncanny X Force. Uncanny X Force. You aren't exactly. wrong. Yeah, you aren't wrong. Like Disney won't ever do it because I mean that's like you know Killing Child Apocalypse and that's not happening. But that that team that makeup that those people hating each other like but also being a very complimentary team, Uncanny X-Force would absolutely be the way to go. But so, I, I, feasible show, a cable show would also be amazing. So it's really funny that you just mentioned Uncanny X-Force because it, it unlocked knowledge in my mind. Uh, that I believe we, uh, at least you liked something I posted on Instagram about trying to find a reference to Scott in an X-Men comic. Yes. And there is one in the first issue of Uncanny X-Force. 
where somebody says, no doubt. And Deadpool says, why are we talking about a washed up ska band <laughs> or something to that effect? Uh, there it is. We found it. We did it. All right. everybody. I'm sure, I'm sure Gary will be proud. Uh, I was like, oh, geez, that's been there all along. Because uh, I remember reading and be like, oh, man, <laughs> he put yeah, us that's... on blast. I know. But also, though, I mean, like, you know, Deadpool's right. There's new bands out there. There, there are tons of new bands and everyone should check them out. Absolutely. I Actually, because of your show, I, I I can't say I discovered because you showed me, but the, the Georgetown Orbits, I'd never heard of them. And then I just got a wealth of their back catalog and was like, this is this is amazing. How did I sleep on this for so long? They're so good. They're fantastic. Uh, they are phenomenal. And I just get like, they don't announce that they're recording stuff ever. It just happens. And I love, hate that. <laughs> uh, obviously like for me, especially where I, my time is spent looking up ska music uh, which obviously for the, the English speaking world is very easy, but I do try to find stuff from everywhere, which is a bit more difficult. And I spend probably a good, like three to four hours a week, just focused on that aspect of it. Uh, and then just reading comic books and comic related things, which is very time consuming. Uh, Cause I'm very behind on that. Mm-hmm. And it's like that just gets easier and easier to fall behind on. Cause I remember a few years ago, I was like, boy, I wish there were more X titles than like the two that were coming out. Cause I'm a crazy person who has to read all of them. And now there's something like 10. Yeah. That's, that's and, the problem I ran into. And um, I'm just like, I don't want these anymore. All of these, <laughs> they're all great, but. Can you calm down a little bit? Yeah, it's please? it's hard to keep up with that. Um, that actually, that that's the one thing in comics I miss the most is, and I don't know why it went away exactly. I think maybe like one of the executive editors didn't like it. I like when they had the little like asterisks, and they were like, "Hey, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to you know issue five seventy four of Fantastic Four and uh, check it out." And then yeah. I would, as as an app user, I would be like, "Duh, okay." Uh, it still pops up in the current Amazing Spider-Man okay. run quite a bit. So I think it's like an editor-by-editor editor basis. Okay, cool. But I also do miss, uh, and as you said, the old comics were just walls of exposition at all times. Just the thought bubble. Like, hey, remember that time I had to fight Gladiator? And remember that he's confidence-based? Just nonsense and now they're just like oh i'm gonna beat you up guy but better written yeah uh but back to my question you actually made me think of two things that i did not even think about and said the one that i think is the most likely um when you said x-force i thought of the uh peter milligan mike allred x-force slash ecstatics reality tv superheroes (sighs) Uh, I was like, that would be perfect for a Disney Plus show. It was very violent and vulgar. Yeah. But I would love that. I love those characters. And they all died and then didn't die. 
Uh, the other one was, that would actually be really cool because it would have a Deadpool but not Deadpool vibe would be a Phantom X show. Yes. So uh, I, everything about Phantom X is fake, including his accent. Yes. And I love it. Yeah, when I found that out, like I'd been reading him as a French accent and I found that it's not real. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. you fooled me. Just such a a great twist. Like, oh, oh. he'd be good. <laughs> but my actual one, as I, I kind of already talked about, my love the Peter David X-Factor Investigations run. I think a, a, a Jamie Madrox detective show would be really cool as like an eight episode kind of murder mystery who killed Jamie Madrox being solved by himself. Yeah. It, and it uh, would be, it's something that would be plausible because you know, it, it, it would be funny. And I think that's important in current Marvel, like especially I didn't like the first two Thor movies and then Ragnarok is one of my favorite. So I think they know that, there's there's a key in into having funny moments and i think jamie madrox just you know he writes himself into jokes like he's he's gonna be good that's as a as a main character also a, a victim yeah and uh also to the point you just made about them seeing that the uh inherent money i guess in comedy that's why it's so wild to me that moon knight is getting made as a show because nothing about Moon Knight is even remotely funny. Uh, it is a man suffering from schizophrenia. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I have no idea where they're going to go with that. It does not seem like a, a fit for their platform at all. Yeah. It, so. there's, it's going to be, it's going to be weird because like, are you going to try to have his, you know, are you going to have scenes in his, in his mind where, you know, his personalities are fighting or, or is, is it going to be like the first kind of daredevil tone, uh, like Netflix style show where it's like, there's, there's no, there's no funny. It's, it's grit. And, you know, it's, it's violent. Like Moon Knight, it's going to be violent, right? I mean, you can't write a Moon Knight show and not make it violent. Yeah, it has to be. I'm pretty like he cut, his arch nemesis, whose name I can't remember, his face off. <laughs> and that was a whole like thing that made them competitive against each other. And he was left for dead in an Egyptian temple. It has to be violent. Yeah. And like, and again, it being so sur- like the character, this just mental health is such a big aspect. It is the aspect of the character. They can't make fun of that. Yeah. So I think we're like, oh, this guy is crazy. Uh, and like, I don't know. Like, I wonder if they're gonna play up the like, he's like some sophisticated James Bond esque, you know, uh, action hero, but then also like, just completely at war with himself. I don't yeah. know. That that one's gonna be weird. I I I almost forgot that it existed because all I can see is uh. WandaVision and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on the horizon. <clears throat> oh, uh, there was some theory for Falcon and Winter Soldier I wanted to ask you about, and it's completely gone. 
I'm like I'm I like you mentioned earlier. I hate spoilers. I won't read anything. I'll watch mm-hmm. the initial trailer when things get announced. Just be like, okay, and that's it. So I Got saw like hot like, sizzle reel. Yeah, I saw the twenty second Winter Soldier uh, trailer and like the one for Loki and one of my coworkers was like, yeah, the the two minute trailer has I'm like shut up. I don't want to hear <laughs> a word of it because my mind will start connecting dots and I don't need oh, that to God. happen. And and my wife doesn't understand that because she'll she she doesn't mind spoilers at all. She's like, oh yeah, no, it's about the journey, and I'm like. It's it no. If yeah. I know the ending, it takes all the satisfaction out of the out of the, you know the the story. Like if I know the plot twist, like it's it's over. And I probably came close to murdering a coworker when after Infinity War uh, spoilers for the next thirty seconds um, <laughs> was like these are the characters that died in Infinity War, and I was like, are you joking me right now, dude? This movie came out two days ago. And you're already saying that in in the lunchroom in front of everyone. It's like he's like, (laughs) yeah, I was so mad. Like, I don't think I any of my coworkers had ever seen me like that. And I was like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, who are you? Why are you doing this? It's like that scene in The Simpsons where they're walking out of Star Wars and like, wow, I can't believe Darth (laughs) Vader is Luke's father. Yeah, it, it, it was like that, but I was just like, I was uh, like, I've invested so much of my life into this, and you're I, gonna uh, do this to me. I recall uh, back in the the comic books when Captain America died, uh, and it was on like the front page of USA Today or something. And I was just mm. standing in the grocery line, and I was like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> Hadn't gotten there yet? Thanks, newspaper. Yeah. Why is this on the front page?" <laughs> Uh, yeah i and that's that's one of those things where it's like if you're you know if you're way into it it sucks to see that and but if you're like a casual observer you're like oh that's pretty cool maybe i'll check it out right probably won't yeah probably not yeah (laughs) it'll be like a weird like oh captain america died yeah, and it's not yeah. like they waited a month. They were like, hey, yo, this issue hasn't come out, but check it out. Yeah, go buy it. Let's yeah, that's that's what I was hated price about. on eBay. Oh, my God. That's what I hated about The, the Walking Dead. Um, it was always like, hey, uh, this is going to be, this is what this episode's about in 30 seconds. I know it hasn't started yet, but, you know, stay tuned. And I'm like, no, just let me watch it, man. Just let me just let me watch the show. Like, yeah. Don't, don't tell me what's coming. I don't need to see anything. Like, there are zombies and there's drama. Yeah, bring it on. And we are The Walking Dead. (laughs) That's what I loved about The Walking Dead. Like, having read the comic books and seeing the TV show, uh, my expectations were so comic book centric. (laughs) So, uh, like, I can't think of the guy's name anymore. When John Berthenall's character lived. Shane. Shane. Yeah, I was like, what? They can't. They can't do that. Uh, That was such an iconic moment. And they got there eventually, sort of. But yeah, I was like, this is okay, cool. This is something totally different. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what, what I like it. Like, I think that makes the difference is if the, the story proves that it can be different enough, I'm like, okay, cool. I I'm, I'm on board with knowing it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm reading the Harry Potter books and I know JK Rowling, Rowling is like an awful person. But I promised my wife that I would read all these books because she's way into it. 
they're they're far enough from the movie to where there's interesting twists, but also they're close enough to where I'm like, okay, like I I do know where this is all going. There's gonna be extra story beats, but I'm like, this is I know I know where this ends, so it's not as exciting, so I'm not as driven to yeah. um, to finish. I understand that totally. So uh one of my other questions I was gonna ask you, and I Go think you probably answered it with your previous answer. Uh <laughs> So I, I X Men has a very uh, famous trope, I suppose, of introducing a young female point of view character over yes. the years. And I was going to ask who your favorite was, which I have to imagine yeah, is, is Kitty Pride. It's Armor, you know. Is it? Cool. No, like, no, no, it's Kitty Pride. Oh, I was like, Armor's a. She's cool. She was such um, a short-lived, underutilized one, but yes. Yeah, she was really cool, but um, no, I mean, it's just Kitty Pride. I think, um, you know, just just the way that she was um, recruited by the Hellfire Club and the way she was kind of taken from her family, and they really played up the the whole I'm just like a vulnerable young Jewish girl, and um, I'm I'm different in that aspect as to where even in, I think what she's from like the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. The Kelb. I've yeah, been she, there. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I'm like hometown of Kitty pride. Like, what are hey. you talking about? <laughs> like, Here's the decent. diner that she discovered her powers in. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> For yeah, real. The, my, I, my hometown was in an issue of spider woman. Oh, really? Like, they talk about a lake that is connected to the lake I live by. <laughs> and I was like, I know that place. I've never been there because it's a bar in the middle of a small island in a lake, which sounds terrible, but Hey, it's all good. Like my nowhere town in Illinois. Uh, I got super thrilled about it. Well, there's an Amazon series um, and it was based in Riverside, California. And that's where I'm from. My, you know, I grew up there. I lived there for 27 years and, uh, it was awful, and it had Maya Rudolph and, and Fred Armisen, and I was like, this is going to be great. I love both of them, and it was awful, it was but awful. I watched the whole thing because it was based in Riverside, California, and it was awful. See, to me, Riverside is just where a bunch of ska bands come from. Yes. Uh, just loads and loads of ska bands. And, I first... and, and the singer of Messiah's Complex is into <gasps> them. I mean, adjacent. Oh, no adjacent bands of course the first time i heard of riverside was the assorted jelly beans oh yeah and their uh their, their wigger side song oh, yeah. i was like okay so then every time after i saw it pop up is like contact info or anything <laughs> like oh riverside 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 yeah wigger side uh, you can mow your lawn even though it's past midnight yeah <laughs> that's here too uh, yeah <laughs> don't matter uh, you're home and you're yeah. home Oh yeah, and like I've been listening to the um, uh, In Defense of Ska podcast, and uh, Adam likes to mention Voodoo Glow Skulls, and every time he does, I'm like, "Oh, Riverside Bride, Riverside Bride, Showcase Theater." Even though that's <laughs> Corona, it's still Riverside. <laughs> it's like two exits down. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's like uh, here in Illinois. Anything an hour north of Chicago, people just call Chicago. <laughs> it's not but even the surrounding area of chicago is not 
you know, technically Chicago. So oh, yeah. just, this is how it be. Oh yeah. Like I, I when uh, when I tell people I'm, uh, I'm from California, you know, I live in Texas now and they're always like, Oh, what part? And I tell them Riverside and they're like, uh, and I'm like, it's, it's outside of LA. We're outside of LA. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, you're like, Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, definitely back to the question though. Yeah. Kitty pride. Absolutely. Kitty pride. Yeah. Uh, that, like I just love her. As un- who's your least favorite? Let's go that route. <laughs> I mean, I would say Maggot, but I think he's so unimportant that it doesn't matter. Maggot didn't do anything ever. No. Uh, he was such a blip. And like, yeah. I think his the issue where he joined was like the most exciting new X-Men character in, <laughs> in ages. And it's like, yeah, no, just this guy. He's around. Yeah, he's got uh, sunglasses. He did have sunglasses. He had that. that, uh, He kind of had like a strong guy type curly, curly cue on top. Yeah. With the the mohawk. I mean, he was no, no Guido Carousel. (laughs) I'm trying to think of my my least favorite X-Men. Like, let's go with the one that's actually in the in the the main group the main core oh, man uh, I'll probably get roasted for this but I, I, I'm gonna say Bobby Drake and I, I like Iceman and really? I know some people are gonna throw rotten cabbage at me but I think the way he went from kid to underutilized X-Men to all of a sudden, like, I think, who was it? Was it Mystique that helped him unlock his abilities to be more? Uh, it was Emma Frost. Emma Frost. trapped in his so brain. Appropriate. So appropriate. Uh, Frost. Yeah. And, and, and it's nothing against Bobby, but I mean, like, everyone else from the old era is so much more flushed out. Like I love that his relationship with his parents is so bad and his, his, you know, his dad's just a straight up bigot, but like, I I just want to see, I guess calling him my least favorite. I think he's, I would have loved to see more of a young Bobby growing up instead of just being a turd, like see him become someone. Is that he, fair? Is that fair to Bobby? He uh he definitely uh I feel had the most just random stuff done to his character. Like he was the only <laughs> of the original five who initially lost their powers in House of M. Mm-hmm. Uh just he was just there, kind of, and he never did anything. Which is weird because, you know, when X-Men got briefly cancelled in the uh, early seventies it was Cyclops and uh, Jean Grey who just didn't pop up in anything. Mm-hmm. And, like Angel and Iceman were in Champions and then Defenders and Beast had his uh, his own solo series in Amazing Fantasy where he became the, the much beloved furry beast. Yeah, our blue and then, beast. Yeah, then he was, you know, an Avenger for quite a while. And then Iceman kind of just popped back up in X-Factor and... Yeah, and, uh, and did nothing. to be fair, uh, I know there's a more modern Iceman. Uh, 
I think where he comes out and I, I, I think that's where there's going to be character development. I just haven't read it yet. I think that's probably post 2015. Uh, he was, yes, it is. Okay. I will say this, uh, to not be too spoilery at okay. all. He is, he was much better. Okay. And then I kind that's of good. got the impression as, you know, it happens often in comics that other writers took over uh, and just aren't interested in that aspect of his that's character. So he's just kind of become this blank slate again. Ugh, see, uh, that's a bummer. Cause I, I like the idea of, of just, I mean, that's the whole point of the X-Men is, is people who are different um, in, in getting their, their time to shine and, and to be accepted for who they are. So I think when I had heard about that, I think I, uh, I don't remember the, the author's name, but I, I listened to an interview he did and it, it sounded great. Like it sounded like he cared about the character and I'm like, okay, that, that could be good, but I haven't met that Bobby Drake. So like, Turd Bobby Drake is my least favorite X Men. Right, we're we're gonna put that in in stone. I I think it was uh, Brian Michael Bendis who did that, and it was not really explored when he was writer. Okay, it was one of the, his last. Uh, just here's something to shake things up. Okay, uh, if, if I recall correctly, because he had a solo series right after the the Bendis era ended. Briefly. And that's when it kind of explored. That was where that. it, because you know there were the the young X Men and the present. You got that far, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That okay. was that okay. was kind of like that was awesome. By the way, I, I was so, like, this isn't going to work, and then it then it worked. It worked extremely well. Uh, and I love I love Angel, where he's like, "What happened to me?" Yeah, all of them were just horrified like Jean oh, Grey yeah. horrified of what she would do as Phoenix uh, the only one who kind of got out of it with some kind of growth I guess was actually Iceman because he was able to come out mm-hmm. and Cyclops was horrified that oh, I'll never be current Cyclops he's a terrorist but not really <laughs> and Beast became a horrible person mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, that whole resolution's kind of a letdown. I'll say that <laughs> to that whole thing. Wow. It it's exactly what you would probably think it would be. Sadly, oh, that's such a bummer. But there are so many like cool points that popped up in that arc specifically that I was upset have not come back in any way again spoilers but like that's i love you know what i didn't even think of this as my my uh what my answer is going to be obviously kitty pride yeah for my initial question a hundred percent absolutely she's one of my favorite comic book characters period and uh, that that kitty pride and wolverine series like oh so she's good in japan yeah, yeah. like that is so unexpected but also those changes stay with her yeah kitty pride was a ninja yeah, she had at it. she had magic soul sword. She was an agent <laughs> of shield. Uh, she was a bartender in Chicago. She loves people named Peter for some reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's just such an awesome character. I know there's some stuff that apparently got like poo pooed by Marvel at the time, but 
is somewhat apparent that especially in Excalibur that Claremont, uh, when he was, he was only on that title for like 10 issues, I think Mm -hmm. before he left for image and then never got there. Uh, (laughs) he was trying to push the, uh, Kitty pride, Rachel Summers relationship, apparently. And Marvel was just like, no, we can't do that. There's, uh, I, I, so, I mean, does that just show that like Claremont's a visionary? Oh, absolutely. Like I, mean, I like X Men aside, I think he is one of outside of you know, like obviously Jack Kirby, Stanley, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Finger, all those those people from the Golden Age. Uh, he is the most important comic book writer, or uh, just writers of. Uh, history, I guess. I don't even want to say like the last because that was. Uh, it's so weird to think about how much time has passed. Because when I got into X Men, it was the the early to mid nineties, so it was only you know about twelve years old, fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and that was almost thirty years ago now. So God, yeah, the past me. fifty. Yeah, I know it's wild to think about. Uh. But yeah, he had so much foresight and just plans. And I know that's why he left Marvel. Uh, is he just got sick of editorial kind of killing his his ideas. And I would have... Oh, he did it. He did the X-Men Forever series. I never read what that was supposed to be where he was going with the books, which involved like killing Wolverine off. Okay, I was going to say that was and... like... I, I have Art. those. I actually have hard copies of those. And I was like, oh, I'm going to read these. And I hadn't yet, but I uh, can because they're like, you know, an offshoot. Yeah, it's it's the What If series. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's so good. And he, they, he, he just released, it's like a 50-page modern thing of like side stories that he wrote of uh, various points through the X-Men's history that I'd need to pick up one way or the other. It's just, it's Claremont. Even when he came back to X-Men like years later, after the dark bad man had his way with it, uh, he was still so on point. I I think he just understood those characters. Like, he birthed those characters. Yeah. He made the X-Men what it was. Like, yeah, there was always the the sense of them being the other. Mm Mm-hmm in the sixties, but he really hammered that home and brought in the whole like LGBTQ element oh, yeah. to it. Uh, and then God loves the man and kills like that, that like the whole uh, religious, like I, I love that so much that like is probably the single greatest X-Men just story. I would agree. Uh, and it's still so impactful, and it's upsetting that it's still so impactful <laughs> and true it, it today. It could have been written last year. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh yeah, no, that's a sign of the times. Uh, but that's, again, it's to your point, he's such a visionary writer uh, and had such a grasp on all of these issues then that have never been resolved now. <laughs> and like... Even like today, the X Men are still kind of the stand-ins to that. Uh, 
I'd be very interested to talk to you again whenever you catch up to the current goings on because it's wild. I will absolutely. I'll I'll do but, that. Uh, I'm still gonna catch up with Spider Man and everything, but yeah. Oh, Spider Spider Man is such like. How far are you on Spider Man? Okay, I'll I'll tell you the last thing I read, and I took a break because I didn't have the internet at, when I moved um, for like three months, which is, uh, yeah, the, you know the worst kind of torture you can put on someone like me because I just ran through my my cell data like nobody's business. Like, right. I have a sixty gig like unlimited plan, and I think like a week and a half maybe into the the month, it was like, nah, bro, you're maxed out until like after midnight. Uh, <laughs> So that, that was a bummer. Um, so the last thing that I had is Mary Jane died in a plane crash. But, and Peter's finally accepting that. So, and Spider-Man's hard too, because there's like, with X-Men, it made sense to have a thousand different series because there's so many characters. With Spider-Man, it's like, oh, there's this series and this series and they're concurrent and they're happening at the same time and they're both canon, but also these two different fights are happening and like, sometimes the story is out of order. Yeah. It's, it is mind boggling. So that's where I am. I, I, I couldn't uh, tell you the year, maybe 2000. Did you get to superior Spider-Man? Uh, I believe so. I'm going to look it up. I've got my iPad here. Mm. Let's see. Superior Spider-Man. Uh, I'm at, Oh no, I'm I'm in the year two thousand. Oh okay. Yeah, the year two thousand is where I'm I'm at. So you're all right, boy. I've got a, I've got a ride to, to Spider Man go goes through some shit, my friend. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> okay. Goes through some stuff. Uh, the, you're about to be on what <laughs> I thought was a very good era of Spider Man. I've I've I'm heard. Um, that I'm, I'm approaching something, which is great. Um, because I really was disappointed in like the, what, 97, 98, basically the time I was subscribed as a kid. Yeah. Okay. I'm no, excited. Yeah. You're getting towards some, some good stuff and then okay. some dark, bad stuff. Am I getting to, like, I, I know I've heard of this one that's like notoriously bad, like, um, uh, Peter going to hell to bring back uh, Aunt May and stuff like that. Is it's, that coming up? Uh, yeah. I mean, you got a couple years, but okay. you know, th- those go quick. Okay. So yeah, they do. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> I never answered my own question for before. Yes. I just started going on a tangent. You want to hear that? Uh, but yes, my, uh, I love the character of, of uh, Ava Bell. Tempest, I think was her name and Bendis's run. Okay. Where uh, <clears throat> there was a two issue arc of her trapped in the future where she like visits uh, the X Men of 2099 and uh, uh, Magic is the Sorcerer Supreme who she goes to meet with. And it's just this whole tragic thing where she gets married, she has a kid, uh, then her powers kick back in and she gets sent back to the moment she left. No for way. getting stuck in the future and it just is such a like a oh shit thing uh and then the following issue is about her trying to go back to find it the whole future has been changed and uh okay. she was just 
such a cool character who like outside of that she didn't really do much uh she kind of had a crush on cyclops and put him on blast <laughs> once but just those two issues like man there's so much they could could do with this character and then they didn't my my other answer was going to be pixie okay uh, I, I liked her I in san francisco a lot. loved was... loved pixie i still think she's super underutilized when she got her little soul dagger Yes. Uh, from from magic and this this nice sweet Welsh girl had to do dark things. Uh like there's an awesome scene in Messiah Complex where she's fighting, I think Lady Deathstrike mm-hmm. or somebody at the end, and they're like, What are you gonna do? Dust me? Just soul dagger. Just <laughs> stabs her in the neck. And it's like shit. Uh <laughs> okay. Man, uh, yeah, she was she was good. Uh and I always tried to read her with, with the accent, and uh, it even comes across jarbled in my mind. I can't even fake a Welsh accent. No, it's just it's just a string of consonants, <laughs> and then are crazy. Uh, to the question you pose, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, is Bishop. I hate yeah. Bishop. Oh, uh, wow. I'll That's mostly... Your... Because of Messiah Complex. Man, but I love that. I love that, though. Like, I love that he's... I love when a when a person thinks they're right, and yeah. that's their motivation for doing the wrong thing. I So, it's more so the aftermath of Messiah Complex, because, like, I thought that was a very good swerve mm-hmm. within that, ser- that, that story itself. Uh, and just the whole concept of the the ex traitor was Bishop. Yes, uh, like that's so good. But so you know, Messiah Complex ends with him shooting Professor X in the head. Yeah, seemingly left for dead. And then Bishop appears in the the Cable series about Cable and Hope in the that future. Is, being... That is so good. Yes, that is so so good. That would be. That would be a heck of a Disney Plus show. If, yes, it if you're would. Listening, guys. Uh, that would be a hell of a show because it's such a good like cat and mouse through time, and uh, the and whole things are just crazy in the future. Yeah, and the whole ending of it with like at the end of time, uh, just nonsense. But the thing that bugged me most about Bishop, and I will say without too many spoilers, <laughs> he's kind of redeeming himself in my eyes currently. Okay. But uh. So after Avengers versus X-Men. Mm-hmm. I did read that, uh, that whole, um, arc. That, that's the cool thing about the app is you can just look for an event and I just read it all. Yeah. So after that, everybody is, you know, obviously super pissed at Cyclops for killing professor X, mm-hmm. even though, you know, like his point, it's the Phoenix. It wasn't him. Yeah. Uh, he was partially to blame, but, uh, then an, an, another, a bad, uncanny x-force they had an awesome lineup but otherwise it was terrible it was like psylocke storm spiral yes like the best LA. part phantom x yeah yeah bishop shows up and they're like oh bishop we've got to save you it's like the last thing he did when you saw him <laughs> was shoot professor x in the head and then he just fucked off to time yeah. and you're like oh he's he wasn't himself oh you and that just bugged the hell out of me the series also had Demon Bear, <laughs> villain of the the New Mutants movie. Uh, 
I, you know what? I liked that movie. I did too. Like I, I, it got pooed all over and I was like, I guess I can say shat all over, but um, yeah. I liked that. I, I liked like when I, as soon as I realized it was Dr. Reyes, I was like, Oh shit. Like they're, they're, they're utilizing a, a very little known character here. I like this. And you know, the whole, sinister thing an angle i was like oh this is cool i was like unfortunately it'll never go anywhere but like for like x nerds i was like oh yeah this movie is is cool like, it's so much some stuff magic was fantastic yes everything about her was spot on the only thing i wished for that movie is there a scene where they you know like hey we're an x-men movie let's talk about being x-men yeah i just wanted a one-off my brother's an x-men yeah, and just right. everyone be like, yeah, okay, lady. Uh, like she didn't mention him at all. Because like everyone already thinks she's crazy, so that would have been perfectly in character for her to say. Uh, and for the like us nerds, we could have super geeked out about it. And the oh, rest yeah. of the audience just been like, oh, whatever. Like, uh, okay, lady, yeah. calm down. It's like, no, it's Peter. It's, her it's, it's Colossus. I oh, I was gonna say earlier. This is gonna be wild to you. All right, bring it. Uh. So I didn't know an X-Men movie was made back when it came out. I was so out of touch with like comic books. Wow. Uh, I was at my cousin's for Thanksgiving and uh, his uh, wife was like, I'm going to put on a movie. This is like the best movie that came out this year and it's out on DVD. And I was like, whatever. Just being bored teenage me. <sighs> Like when when can I go home and play video games? Uh, and you know it starts up and it's I think Wolverine said Bub. I'm like Bub. Like that guy kind of looks like a maskless Wolverine. Like what is this? And I just remember going, "What is this?" To no one listening to me. Yeah. Like, what is this? And his claws pop, and I was like, "Holy shit! What? <laughs> this is a this is a real movie." I was like, "When did this happen? Like answer me." <laughs> That's a cool surprise. Uh, it was so weird. And I felt so like, how, just how did I miss this from happening? And at the time, like I said, it doesn't hold up as much now, but at the time, like that was a brilliant comic book movie. Oh yeah. It was easily the best until Spider-Man came along and yeah, just oh, yeah. crushed it. Still the best Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like MCU Spider-Man. I, I, I like the character, but mm-hmm. he's not Spider-Man. Nothing like other like than in that. other than in name only, he's not Spider-Man. Like he's Iron Man Jr. <laughs> I mean, with, with some spider powers, I, I can see that. That's like um, it's like if they took uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and then mixed him with the Civil War Spider-Man kind of, yeah, you know, Tony Stark protege. I can That's, see that. I mean, that's one thing just in general I take issue with with Mm -hmm. the movies, which I understand they have to do it because, you know, obviously comics have the advantage of time. Yes. Uh, They've been around for 80 years now, the Marvel Universe. Uh, So they they have all these stories and obviously you're going to pick and choose the best points to pull from. So that's why you get Bucky Mm -hmm. popping up as Winter Soldier in the next movie rather than 70 years later in the comics where... For years, everyone says Bucky never comes back. Like, oh, crap, Bucky came back. That's why it was so shocking. Yeah. Uh, And, like, to rob 
I'm happy they didn't rehash the Spider-Man origin story with Uncle Ben dying, but the fact that he doesn't ever come up, I think, is a, a travesty to the character. And like his so uh, his whole purpose for being. Mm-hmm. I think the only reference to him in the MCU is he has a uh, a suitcase with a, a BP initials on it. It's like, oh, Ben Parker. That he uh, actually just works for British Petroleum. Oh, so I just yeah, rubbed that, that was... one off there too. Sorry. Dang, you're right. Uh, but yeah, he's not Spider Man to me. I, you know, I just watched the, the Garfield Spider-Man movies because we didn't have the internet and we just had Blu-rays. You know, real quick, Those... you said Garfield and I pictured Garfield the cat <laughs> as Spider-Man. I was like, I don't know what that is. and <laughs> It's part of the Spider-Verse. But it came to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll you got Spider-Ham. You're going to get Spider-Cat. <laughs> he loves lasagna. It's all... <laughs> Hates Mondays, though. Hates Mondays. Who doesn't? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh... Which is, you know... The you you know the reason why Garfield hates Mondays, uh, and I believe this is in canon here. And if it's not, it should be. I'll talk to Jim Davis about it. If yeah, he's let's... alive. I don't know if he's still alive. Um, if he's not, you know, rest in peace, sir. Um, Italian restaurants are closed on Mondays. Can't have lasagna on Monday. Not an authentic lasagna. I you know John what John Arbuckle can make it. I read that somewhere as well. Oh, did you and really? They, yeah, because there <laughs> was like some other theory that uh, President Garfield was killed on a, or died on a Monday, and that's why. <laughs> well, he wasn't, but that was people's theory, I, like I guess, one. for I like years. But you conv- I have a degree in history, and you convinced me that it was true. Uh, it must be true. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this is a true story. Uh, me and a friend of mine were working on a uh, indie comic at one point in time about uh, Charles Gateau, mm-hmm. the assassin of, of Garfield, where he was a, an agent of a time police trying to uh, fix the timeline of evil presidents. And we had uh, assigned powers to all the, the presidents and he was the assassin of all. And it's like, this is really dark and messed up and we can't, can't do this. Uh, I mean, you know, Assassin's we also, Creed. Well, you know, just do that. Kind pretty of thing. much, you can do it. We also weren't talented enough to, to pull <laughs> it off in any sense, other than uh, I liked saying his name, Charles Gateau. Uh, I don't even think I'm pronouncing right, or you ever know, have. It, but it, yeah, I was gonna say like the the whole French thing. Like, I respect it. I have no idea how to to give a good I, French accent. Uh, you know, that's like a big theme of, of the podcast. I can't pronounce anything properly <laughs> at all. I've, I've heard uh, some of your, your Spanish, I, and I, I appreciate the effort. It's <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I won't lie. I go into Google. It's, it's, I'm always, like, it's always harder on, on microphone, but just in general. Like, I'm half Mexican, and, and oh, no. when I pronounce some things in Spanish, my students will look at me like, nope, that's wrong. And I'm like, uh, Correct. Yeah, I uh, I always just go on Google of how to pronounce, mm-hmm. and I'll say it. And I'll be like, "What? I don't yeah. think I caught that." And be like, "All right, I'll I'll give it a go." Yeah, that's that's not. It's you're in an uh, unenviable position when it comes to that. So yeah, it's my curse. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, 
it's my cross to bear. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it to discover the I, new music. I agree. Spread it to the world. Uh, so I see now that we've been talking for nearly an hour and a half. Uh, I could a hundred percent talk about <laughs> X-Men in general, let alone comic books for uh, days upon days upon days. So I'm uh, going to give you one, I guess I'll, I'll wrap up my questions here is sure. why I know you said it's not the final name for it, but why Messiah's complex? Uh, to be a hundred percent honest. It was. Uh, it came from your Instagram post talking about uh, the ska references, um, and oh. I think it was you and you and Gary were rapping about it. And I, I was like, I love X Men. I love ska. I'm getting in on this. So the other guys in the band have no idea that that's what I'm uh, calling it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So if they listen, they'll they'll find out, and they'll be like, "Really, really, dude?" Because I mean, like the the core of the band is it's just me. And two other guys, and the goal is to have guest musicians with us every song, whether they're the same guest musicians or or not. You know, totally cool. But yeah, I'm I'm just like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and call it Messiah's Complex, and uh, you know, until you tell me to stop, I'm gonna keep doing it. So I'll be honest with you, I had uh, really built up this hype in my mind <laughs> that somehow the project was gonna be like a concept album about Messiah Complex. So that. And- as a that whole, sounds amazing. Uh, and when you sent me the song, which I may or may not have played at this point, I was like, "Okay, it's it's about Baby Hope uh, in Cooperstown." Like, okay, yeah, I can I can justify this. Like, I don't think it's that at all. But I was like, I like the mental gymnastics I was pulling off. Yeah, to, no, the uh, the. the... The Beatles definitely wrote about uh, the X Men. About X Men, the mutant messiah. Uh. Absolutely. No. Um. Actually, in I know we're gonna go super long, but um, I I've been building it in my head. I just need the talent to do it. Now I, I can just rely on other people. Um. You know, maybe the NPCs or something will help me out with this. But um, I've always wanted to write a concept album about storm i guess always i should say like the last few years uh storm losing her powers her relationship with forge all of that like that is like the emotional you know toil she goes through and in, in, in turmoil like i love seeing that the way she takes over the the morlocks and um you know like that th- that would be a, a hell of a concept album absolutely and especially you know she gets the mohawk so you can have some of that that punk edge to it and everything like that. That'd be a lot of fun. You could call it adversary part three. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I I don't know if, you know, the band rejects Messiah's complex. I think I'll just keep that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm sure they will. No. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're one of the mentions that um, our drummer had, had said was the um, Scumbrella Academy. Oh, there you go. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good, too. Um, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's been done, but... It's... I mean, it has to have been, right? Most everything has been done at some <laughs> point. Uh, I... I always feel bad, and I don't do it anymore, but when people would tell me, like, yeah, our band's called... Whatever, I'd be like, oh, there's like five of you. Uh, <laughs> just do... 
do a Google search. It might take some digging, but oh like, yeah, there were I like four different bands called Ska Skank Redemption mm-hmm. in I, my I area saw one when in I was Hollywood one time. I was growing up. Yeah, like I think every town had a Ska Skank Redemption of their own. Uh. The only one I know of outside of those local ones, there's one from North Dakota, which I only remember. It's like a North Dakota Scott yeah, band. I was gonna say, wow. Like, wow. But, I mean, that's half the population of a state. And yeah, pretty much. Uh, those flyover people, states. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, assuming they had a horn section. and Right. Uh, I mean, they, they, I don't know, it gets real cold up there. Maybe they, they couldn't do that. You know, it's like uh, the, the yeah. Christmas story. You just can't put your lips on the. Oh on the yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's frozen in Texas now, so maybe, maybe I can go outside and find out. But it's. <sighs> I feel so, just terrible for everybody in enduring this storm. Uh, I know, like down in Texas, especially, it's just more of an infrastructure problem than. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, lack of salt and whatnot and i i honestly hate seeing it because around here we are braced for this kind of thing constantly so i have people at work being like well it's not that big a deal they only got like x amount of inches like they don't have plows they don't have salt trucks like it's yeah it's a huge deal this doesn't happen there i i went over um a bridge i had to brave the the weather and like it was literally like the like Texas dot or whoever, like, you know, put sand on the bridge and they're like, I hope this works. Yeah. It did not work. Yeah. Uh, no. Spoilers. Oh it no. It did not work at all. I mean, I'm fine. Yeah. But the bridge was frozen. Yeah. Like, there, was, there was nothing you could do. That's other than in- have muddy snow and ice. Oh, uh, <laughs> you see it better, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the thing up here too, that I, never thought about till you just brought that up but every single bridge has uh like beware of ice sign on it oh yeah no we don't have and that it's like so like i can't imagine because that's not a common issue you would ever encounter there so <sighs> if only storm were real i know she could be <sighs> she would solve she, maybe she's not born yet so all maybe the Fingers x-men crossed. is the future the x-men are the destiny diaries yes. uh <laughs> They're coming. Oh, I hope not, because that means a lot of bad shit <laughs> yeah, still going to be going on for a long, long time. Well. Let's not, let's not have that be a, a, a thing. <laughs> uh, well, sir, is there anything else you would like to add here? Uh, um, well, I, I just want to thank you for having me on. Uh, if you ever want to spend an hour and a half talking about comics or anything else I'll, I'll be glad to join you uh absolutely i would love to do that again um anytime really so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna uh af- after i stop this record and this is a teaser for everyone listening uh if you've made it this far uh there is a a, a project in the works that maybe you would want to to get in on here you so, can see my eyebrow in the video. I can. So I'm going to wrap it up, then hit stop, and then I'll talk to you about that in person. So uh, thanks again, Anthony, of the Messiah's Complex tentative title. Yes. <laughs> and, the and the Guilty, guilty parties. parties. Don't, don't forget uh, them. Follow which we us, barely please. touched upon, the I Guilty know. Parties, <laughs> uh, which 
is like the thing I had talking points on too. <laughs> so next time, next time we'll next actually time talk about ska on the ska podcast. We'll talk about way more ska. This was less than any of the previous ones, but <laughs> new record. Uh, yeah. Longest one too. So yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But all right. Thanks again. Thanks everyone. We'll, uh, who knows what we have in store next? We've got comics, beans, toys. <laughs> Uh, Someone's going to talk to me about space one of these days. So uh, we'll see you.